0: Hello and welcome on... This podcast, digital influence. I love to look at the world of digital and how everything is evolving and changing because of it. And in, in most of the podcasts I've done, we've looked, looked at it very much from a business perspective, you know, how our relationships with our customers, our relationships with our workforce, our, and how our business models need to evolve to, to understand how people's behaviors are changing and therefore how our businesses should be changing. But I came across an article about two months or more ago. I I was reading a bunch of stuff, and there in the middle of it all was an article about digital farming, which, which stunned me at first because, you know, on a very superficial level, if you think about uh, farming, you, you don't associate it with, with high-tech or with uh, the modern world. You know, what farming is farming. You're planting stuff. You're growing crops, and and most of the time, you're not making money, um, and that's our view of it. But yet, when you dig a little deeper, you realize how important it is. Because we live in this incredible world where technology is advancing just about every aspect of our lives, and we can do some really cool and amazing things and a lot of what we see with technology is really you know the the cool things that Red Bull do, or what you can do with the GoPro and people jumping off mountains, people doing uh, crazy things that are all being recorded for us to see for our delight, for our entertainment, and then we see incredible advances in health, you know where in a few years we 're probably going to be able to sequence our our gene, uh, our genome in our own homes, but all of this incredible advance in this fantastic world we live in will all become a little pointless if pointless if human civilization doesn't survive to take advantage of the benefit of it all. You know, some are saying that we may live to be 150, that will, that will become the norm. That may or may not happen. But certainly if we don't deal with the issues that threaten our future, then we're not going to be able to take advantage of all of this. And that's where farming comes in. And I'm hoping in my very short podcast that I'm able to get you a little excited about today. Little farming, or at least give you a perspective that maybe you haven't thought of before, or maybe to think about farming um, at all. You know, it's, it's not something we generally think about. You know, you go into a Woolwoods or any grocery store, and the stuff you need is generally there. And I think we all believe that that's the way it's always going to be; that there isn't a problem with it. Yet, in truth, all this food, there is an issue with food security. The world population is currently at about seven and a half billion people. And that's going to increase to around 9 or 10 billion people by the middle of the century, 2050. So we're going to have to feed all these new people. Um, and the issue with that is, firstly, the amount of arable land we have is actually decreasing slightly every year. So there isn't an abundance of additional land that we can use to grow a whole bunch more new food. We're going to have to increase the efficiency and the productivity and the yields of what we already have. In addition to that, people, modern people are eating a lot more than we used to. You know, we're eating a lot healthier diets. In many cases, we're not, but we're consuming more calories than we did before. And all of this means that by 2050, we're going to, pro- we need to produce about 50% more food than is being produced right now. We know there are issues with water. So we're going to have to produce this food on existing land using less energy and using less water. Now, Africa. Uh, well, let's go look at the rest of the world first. The the existing arable land around the world over the last thirty or forty years, they've been able to triple the yield and the productivity of existing land that they have there. In Africa, we have the reverse situation. It's been kind of stagnant, and what we are doing in Africa, and Africa, by the way, is the world's has the world's largest amount of arable land, but it is only yielding about twenty percent of its full potential so if if, if that twenty percent could be taken to one hundred percent and then tripled, perhaps we can start to solve the problem and The problem is going to be solved with technology with digital, and there are some incredible technologies coming around to address that very issue. There are some very smart people who recognize the importance of of dealing with this. And in this very short podcast, we're not even going to deal with the subject of genetic modification, GMOs, which if you post anything about it on Facebook, people become instantly inflamed and they become, they freak out about, um, the the potential danger of, of what it all is. And my only comment about GMOs is that it seems that the people who are the loudest in opposition to GMOs tend to be the people who are spending the least amount of their disposable income on buying food in the developed world in the united states and uh, uh, and in europe people are spending around 9 or 10% of their disposable income on food yet in underdeveloped areas places like kenya or rural africa there, it's anywhere from sort of 60 to 80% of disposable income being uh, being spent to to purchase food for themselves. And all the objection to GMOs, which are intended to try, and, well, how do we feed the whole world? Um, the objection comes from people who seem to have the most amount of money. Anyway, as I said, we're not going to delve into into GMOs here. We're going to talk more about technology being used in farming. So where where we need to look when we when we think about farming is first of all there is a massive massive amount of data when it comes to to farming that's being wasted currently, but with technology that data can be harvested. You know, if you imagine tractors, which already are there are something <laughs> which which are already. Pretty high tech, and they they are, are are remote, and they sort of drive themselves. We talk here about Uber and the driverless cars. Well, many tractors on very high tech farms are already can drive themselves, and and when you connect up tractors as they go through the land, they can find and and extract a whole bunch of data, and that data can be put into the clouds. Things like the level of of, of nutrients in the soil, uh, the effectiveness of seeds, the effectiveness of Uh, fertilizer, and and then even, you know, you can monitor if you've got seed planting machines, they can tell you, you know, they're GPS navigated, and the systems will tell you if there were seeds missed, and the data coming out of the ground can tell you, well, we should plant this kind of seed at this portion of the field, and at a different section of the very same field, we should be planting a hybrid seed. And then as, as those crops are growing, we have the water information. Where do your crops actually need water? So you're not watering an entire field. Field, using a lot of water, where maybe only twenty percent, thirty percent, sixty percent of the field needs to have water at any given time. Uh, there are farmers who are using drones to go out and constantly monitor the the uh, how their crops are doing. Monitor, you know, and so you have this idea. You know, people who live in a city have a very quaint view of what happens out in the country, what happens out on a farm. You know, you got the the stereotypical farmer in his in his baggy hat who's toiling out in the fields, yet. In a high tech world, more and more they're, they're sitting somewhere monitoring a lot of screens. They're uh, monitoring cameras. They're monitoring data in real time as it comes in from, from their fields. And what about pest control? You know, you have the idea of, you know, ma- imagine a, a several hundred acre farm that is being sprayed with pesticides, yet where is the actual problem? If you're using data that you're able to get through drones, through your tractors, through sensors placed throughout a farm, you know exactly where problems may be and you can concentrate your efforts. It becomes a lot more cost-effective. It becomes a lot more efficient. And all of this toward the goal of producing more food more effectively without uh, – Without destroying the land on which we farm so that our arable land doesn't continue to decrease. And then it affects things like bees. Bees are incredibly important to, to crops. If the, if, if bees disappear and there have been concerns about decreasing bee population, then we're gonna have no crops, no crops, we don't have any food. So now you have the bizarre situation of the internet of things coming to beehives. Uh, you know, the internet of bees where you can monitor the health of bee population and take uh, effective action to to deal with issues and to deal with problems that we might that we might come across there now all of this high tech stuff we see going on is happening in places like the united states it's happening in europe and other developed countries yet how do we deal with let's say the, the broader africa situation where there are thousands of farmers small scale farmers how do we help them solve the problem of the fact that they've got a small piece of land which is yielding about 20% of its greater potential how do we bring technology to them well all this data that's been gathered from farms around the world things and, and which has a global impact and of course you cannot look at you know a farm in africa and say okay well the conditions are the, exactly the same that you might find in the midwest of the united states we understand that but there is greater information that gathers in, t- in terms of how weather patterns might affect uh, crop rotation or crop growth and all of that sort of thing. And how do we deliver that information to a farmer in rural Kenya? Well, the technology already exists. We know that we now live in a mobile a mobile first time where the mobile device has become probably the most crucial piece of individual equipment that the world has ever known because it provide for the very reason that it provides access to an, an almost unlimited amount of information and information is is what is going to Uh, Well, it helps whatever your business is. If you have access to information, you have the potential to take advantage of that information and to see growth or to get more productivity or whatever the case may be. And it is the mobile device that can deliver information out to a rural farmer in Kenya. Already, I think four or five years ago, a woman in Kenya developed a service called iCow. And that was intended for… Uh, you know, cow herders, cow farmers in the middle of nowhere, to have access to information. Information like, you know, when are the best times for, you know, when when you should be breeding cows. Um, what is the price of meat for the day, or the price of meat for the week? When is the best time to to go to market with your meat? Or you know, and this is all information that is deliverable to a mobile device. The the older types, you know, there's SMS that can deliver important information. And we see in Africa that mobile infrastructure has far outstripped the – the you know the ground-based infrastructure, the laying of cables, which happened first in the in the developed world, but you know Africa has far more uh, mobile devices than than landlines, and so the, the infrastructure is kind of focused on that to get people access. And Africa is the fastest-growing internet population in the world. So wherever you go, and if you have taken if you've been anywhere in Africa, you see that almost wherever you go, you see people with their mobile devices. So it is the same with the small-scale farmer. There is a world of. Infrastructure information and there are and we see services being developed around the world that are able to deliver that information to that farmer information about you know what fertilizer to use when to use it how to use it and uh, seeds the best seeds the best crop the best there's incredible information and and it's not just the agricultural industry that are that are looking to pioneer this we now have silicon valley the land of the technical startup who are developing an interest in this and beginning to invest in in agriculture because that is the that is our future we have to be able to feed ourselves in the future and there's money being poured into it there's researchers there are google people who've started up sort of in the, Uh, climate, climate businesses that provide and have a massive amount of climate data up in the cloud that can be used for more, for more effective, for more effective farming. And the amount of data is, that is coming out is, is, is incredible. The, it's about seven or eight gigabytes of data per acre of land that is being generated and and we see where we have connected devices, where we have massive data. That data can be mined and greater pro- productivity will ensue. So it is my contention when we talk about digital farming, as it is with almost anything, the great problems of this world, are, I think, ultimately are going to be solved by the digital revolution. Because the truth is that our social structures, our governments, are by and large, as you look across the world, moving at too slow a pace. To solve these problems. And these are problems we have to solve now. And, and it is these, the the great tech startups that are looking to address these real social problems. And they're going, okay, good. Well, how can we impact a million, a hundred million, a billion people in a very short space of time to bring about some kind of positive change? And we see it happening in farming. And if you spend any time just looking at it and researching it, it is remarkable to see the change that is coming to farming and when you understand the greater problem, you realize that it is critical that this be addressed and be addressed soon and urgently. And it is the, uh, it is fantastic where, where we are going with this. And with that being addressed, then hopefully, along with the other great problems which I hope to address on, on future podcasts, then human civilization will hopefully be able to take advantage of the most incredible time ever to be alive as we see advancements into the future. So I hope in 15 minutes I've given you some interest or something to think about when it comes to food security in the future, farming and the great possibilities that exist or that that are already taking place when we think about digital transformation in farming. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Digital Influence, and I will catch you on this very same podcast next time.